1: from, certain beliefs will seem quite natural, and others will not. The world, by and large, has become a more tolerant place than it used to be, but even so, or perhaps for this very reason, there are people who possess beliefs of such fantastical magnitude, we can scarcely think they are serious, and yet they are, deadly serious. We've got to keep going. We're almost there, I'm sure we are. I think we'd better turn back while we still can. Why? You saw the evidence with your own eyes, didn't you? Why do you keep calling it evidence? That guy is a crackpot. And if we keep going, we may never come back. Our mystery drama, The Believer's was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Percy Granger and stars Christopher Tabori. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Someone once said that people believe only in the commonplace that which they are accustomed to see. But Emerson maintained that we are born believing and that we bear beliefs as trees bear apples. Some feel that you can even measure the depth of a person's soul by the magnitude of his belief. But belief is like most other things. Too much of it can be a dangerous thing. We're in a modest country house on the outskirts of a town in the Midwest. Brother, I'm home. Brother, are you in the kitchen? Huh. Mom, where are you? Oh, there you are. You've been in the parlor the whole time. You were sitting so still, I, I didn't even see you. Well, why didn't you answer me? Shh. Mom, what's the matter? Uh, be quiet. I'm waiting. Waiting for what? Get away from that window. He might see you. Who, will What's going on? <laughs> Something very strange. I, I, I don't see anyone out there. I know. That's just it. Oh, now, no, It's that neighbor of ours, Mr. Bolivar. Oh, no, Mom, not that again. I tell you, Alan... Something very immoral is happening over there. Now, Mr. Bolivar is a perfectly harmless old guy. How does he make his living? Well, that's none of our business. But we don't know, do we? At least you have an honest job. You leave the house at a decent hour each morning and come home from the factory at a decent hour each evening with a decent day sweat on your brow. Mr. Bolivar never leaves his house at all. Well, maybe he works at home. I mean, we, we see him out in the garden a lot. You do not make a living with a garden. Maybe not. But I sure wish I could get our lawn to grow like his does. Look how green and thick he gets his grass to come in. Yes, just like a cemetery. He's probably got people buried in it. Oh, Mom, you've got to stop spending so much time peeping down the road at his house. I'm not peeping. Something is going on, Alan. And if something is going on, it isn't peeping to try to find out what. You spend your whole day at this window. It's not good for you, Mom. Mom, listen to me. It's happened again. What? A woman came to Mr. Bolivar's house. She went in and she hasn't come out. Is that her car in his driveway? Alan, it's begun to happen more and more often. People drive up to Mr. Bolivar's house. They go in and that's the last they are seen they probably leave at night. That's what we thought. But I found out this morning that's not true. But their cars are gone. We've heard them drive away. Oh, you've seen Do you remember those people who came yesterday? Well, early this morning, the car left. I heard it. It woke me up just like it always does. But this was the first time it hadn't been pitch dark. It was just after dawn. You'd already gone to work. I rushed to the window... And you know who was driving the car? Even Bolivar himself. And he was all alone. He returned about two hours later on foot. Now you tell me there's nothing wrong going on. Are, are you sure there wasn't anyone else in the car? I'm absolutely positive. And now he's got some fresh victims in there at this very moment. it already be too late to save them. What do you think we should do? I think you ought to go over there and find out what's happening. Me? Well, you two have always had a friendly wave for each other. Mama, I don't want them in the factory. I'm tired. Alan, he always comes out about this time of day to tend his garden. Now, you go wash yourself up, and I'll keep watch. What about our supper? Oh, look, there he is now. Hurry, dear. Now's your chance. What am I supposed to say? Well, I don't know, but... You're a clever boy. Just don't let him know you suspect anything. And don't worry, dear. I'll be watching you. Hello, Mr. Boulevard. Oh, good evening, Alan. How are you? Why, uh, well, I'm just out for a walk. Oh, really? I've never noticed you were in the habit of taking an evening constitutional. Oh, it's my mother. I, 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 I mean, I, she, she thought it, it would be good for me. She doesn't think you get enough exercise on that assembly line. Well, I guess not. How is your mother these days? Oh, well, she always seems to find something to do. Oh, <laughs> well, my mother was the same way. Yet I suspected she wasn't really happy. In fact, when I began to look around me, I discovered that to be true about a great number of people. We find a hundred different ways to distract ourselves from the simple fact that we are discontented. Do you know why we're discontented, Alan? No, no. why? Because our lives are in the hands of other people. Our employers, our parents, and most of all, the government. People in positions of authority, ready to bend our lives to their whims. I think I'm pretty happy. Are you? Really? Really? think so. Why not? You seem, uh well, preoccupied, bothered by something. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm not at all. Well, so you say. And yet you aren't looking at me as you speak. Why, I, 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 I was just looking at your lawn. I've always admired how you get your grass to grow in so thick and well, I've, I've tried receding our yard several times. It just never comes out like this. I think you're evading the issue, Alan. Well, sure, I, I could be happier. Who I couldn't? I mean, I'd like to find a girlfriend. i like to get a raise in my salary so I could afford some of the things I've always wanted. Like a motorboat, camper bus. <laughs> Alan, these aren't things that make a person happy. They're simply further distractions. You seem pretty happy. Oh, oh, I'm even more discontented than most. But I am doing something about it. Really? What's that? Well, let's say I have a belief, an abiding faith. In God? Oh, of course, in God. But there's something else as well. What? That we can improve upon the life we've all been forced to lead. I sometimes wonder how. I guess I could use a little belief, too. Would you? I thought it would help. Well, not everybody is capable of belief. Why not? Well, a great belief requires a great man. For there are those who would ridicule you. There are those who would ostracize you for what you believe. Could you abide such things? Yeah, I I mean, if I really had something to believe in, I guess I could. But uh, can you believe, Alan? Can you really believe in something almost beyond comprehension, and yet so wonderful, so joyous, that the mere thought of it makes you determined to take control of your own life and free yourself from your discontent once and for all, huh? Yeah, if, if that's what it would do, I, I mean, why not? And for such a reward, would you even be willing to run the risk of death? Death? Maybe be those who would kill you for your belief. Well, that's a whole ball ballgame. I I don't know. Well, how great is your capacity for belief? Is it as strong as the desires of your heart? That's the truly happy person, Alan. The one who has the courage to follow his vision. Just what is the vision? Nothing less than the chance of a new life. I like you, Alan. I trust you. You're young, you're strong. And like so many of us, you have a native intelligence that is wasted in your present situation. Well, thank you. Can you come over to my house this evening? I'm holding a meeting. What kind of a meeting? That I will tell you when you come. I think when you hear what I have to say, you'll have no qualms at all. Okay, Mr. Bolivar. I'll I'll see. Fine. Oh, about your lawn. I think the reason you're having difficulty is that you're underestimating the properties of the soil. If one will only appreciate its potential, there's no limit to what the Earth can yield. Well, what was he saying? He invited me to his house tonight for a meeting. Oh, dear. I don't think I'd better go. Oh, no, absolutely not. Alan, you're all I've got. I'd never forgive myself if you disappeared. What did he say the meeting was about? Belief. Belief? In, in what? Some kind of new life. He said he'd explain it all at the meeting. Oh, but you're right. I don't think I should go. Uh, what time is the meeting? Eight o'clock. If I make you your dinner right away, you can be finished by then. What? I think you've got to go. Oh, no, no. we've got to find out what is happening, don't we? I mean, all those poor people. Maybe we should just call the police. No. What if they didn't find anything? Then Mr. Bolivar would be after us. I'd be putting my life in danger, Mom. Uh, Well, yes. But forewarned is forearmed. You will be prepared. And, Alan, you're much bigger than he is. What can he possibly do to you? Yeah, but... uh... Anyway, it's a meeting, isn't it? I mean, there will be other people there, so you outnumber him. No, you have to go, son. I want to know what's going on. Oh, Alan, good. You decided to come. I'm sorry if I'm late. we just finished supper. Oh, that's perfectly understandable. You're not late at all. Come into the parlor. Just about to begin. I'll introduce you to the other person. The, the other? You mean there's only one? Hello. Joan Larkin, this is Alan Pearson. Alan's a neighbor of mine. How do you do? Oh, hello. Well, <laughs> I guess we can begin. No one else is coming? I don't think so. Not Not tonight. But as we tend to forget in this day and age of mass conformity, even two individuals can make a quorum. And now, Alan, if you'll have a seat next to Joan, I'll welcome you to our society and tell you exactly why you're here. A precipice is something villains traditionally leave heroes verging on at the end of an act. But no matter how high the precipice, One can always see where he will fall if he fails to hang on. A precipice of the mind is an altogether different matter, for it affords no view of the abyss that awaits the hapless victim. We'll find out what kind of a precipice Alan's mother's curiosity has landed him on when I return with Act Two. of people who consider themselves the elect, have always formed clandestine groups and flattered themselves with secret codes and rituals, and sometimes with secret knowledge. Knowledge that they feel gives them insight to the mysteries of life and death. Edwin Bolivar has spoken cryptically of the chance of a new life, the chance to escape this world. Let us rejoin him. To find out more. Are you sure we shouldn't wait until more people show up? Oh, there won't be any more people tonight, Alan. It's just you and Joan. What kind of society is this? Doesn't he know, Mr. Boulevard? Not yet, Joan. You mean you do? Of course. Joan has traveled a great distance to be here tonight. All the way from Lipinski, Ohio. I don't ever want to hear that name again. you, you know what's going to happen? Of course I do. That's why I'm here. Now I'm going to have to wait. I'm sorry, Joan. Your intended partner's had a last-minute change of heart. That happens frequently under the circumstances it's to be expected. They can't be blamed. And there's nothing to be done about it. But you'll have to give Alan time to think about it. And I'm all ready to make the journey now. Well, that'll be up to Alan. What kind of journey are you talking about? Uh, what, what's the name of this society? We call ourselves... The Hollow Earth Club. The Hollow Earth Club? Mm -hmm. You, You mean you think the Earth is hollow? We don't think so, Alan. We know it is. We have proof. This is the other world I was speaking of. It's not somewhere off in space or in the heavens. It exists right here, inside our own. It's a civilization of people superior to us in every way. Technically and culturally, they live deep inside the Earth, in towering cities of shimmering crystal. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bolivar, excuse me, <laughs> but I, I mean, are you serious? Where did you ever get a notion like this? The notion has been around for centuries. There are references to the civilization of Hollow Earth in texts dating back to ancient times. The ancient Hebrews and Greeks knew of its existence. But those were just myths. Many governments have mounted expeditions to try to go into Hollow Earth. During World War II, the Germans sent a specially outfitted U-boat into the Arctic. The boat never returned. Every government-sponsored expedition has met with disaster. Why? Because governments are only interested in interfering and taking over. The Hollow Earth people do not approve of the mess we've made of surface earth and want no part of it. That's why they've chosen to stay underground. If these people don't let government expeditions into their, um, their, their domain, well, what makes you think they'll let you go down there? That, Alan, is the chance we take. That is the risk I spoke of this afternoon. It's very important that we make the journey with compassion and understanding. They must know that we respect them and have no desire other than to flee the same world they once did. You still look skeptical. It's a pretty fantastic theory. No, Alan, you're wrong. But everyone knows the Earth is solid as a rock. Jones, I guess we're going to have to show Alan our proof, aren't we? You mean your proof? Thirty years ago... Modern man came into actual contact with these wondrous people. Someone's actually seen them? Yes. How? There are large openings at the north and south poles that lead into hollow earth. These openings are normally obscured by snow and ice. But Alexander Hobbs, an Arctic explorer, discovered one of them in 1946. He left an account of his visit in a secret diary. It gave me the proof I'd been looking for. And that's when I moved here. Why here? We'll get to that in a moment. If you'll excuse me, I'll fetch Hobbs's diary, and you can hear for yourself what he discovered. Um, Miss Larkin? I... You can call me Joan. Are you seriously planning to go look for this place? Yes. Why? Oh, I... It doesn't really matter why. Mr. Bolivar said you drove all the way here from Ohio. I'd rather not talk about it. Right now, my concern is where I'm going. That's where I've been. But you don't really believe you're going to find a civilization of advanced people in the middle of the earth, do you? I believe there's got to be a better world than this one. Was it a man? What? Huh? Was it a man? why you so unhappy. That, that's none of your business. Ah, here we are. Now, this is Admiral Hobbs' secret diary. Just give me a minute to find the relevant entry. Ah, here we are. The date is May 24th, 1946. My ensign and I were taken from our sled, which we'd used to make the first part of our descent into the crevasse, We were then boarded on a small platform-like conveyance with no wheels. It moved us deeper into the earth and finally toward the glowing city with great swiftness. Soon we arrived at the large building of a type I'd never seen before. It was constructed of a crystal-like material. Our hosts were for the most part blonde and extremely pale-complected. They received us cordially because they knew... We came with no malice. That sounds like something out of Buck Rogers. (laughs) It does indeed. And where'd you get that diary from, anyway? It was entrusted to me by a survivor of the expedition. It goes on to describe in detail the the nature of the life there in all respects an ideal existence. Are we going to have to go all the way to the North Pole? No. No, as I mentioned, I moved to this part of the country for a reason the fields around our houses here. There's an extensive cave system. I spent three years digging a tunnel to those caves, the entrance to which is in this very room. Where? Oh, you may see for yourself. If you just give me a hand with this rug, yeah? Now, if you'll look carefully, you'll notice the floorboards have been cut to create a trap door. There it is, the entrance to Hollow Earth I have hard hats, lights and boots, everything you'll need for the descent Why do you keep the entrance hidden? Uh, I may be paranoid, but I am convinced that the people of Hollow Earth have their eye on us at all times Our success depends on their goodwill, And that in turn depends on our discretion And you, you think this cave system will lead you to Hollow Earth? Just, just, just like those holes in the Arctic? I know it will. A great many members of our society have already made their descent, and not a single one's returned. Oh, there could be another explanation for that. I don't think it was a good idea to try bringing Alan into our club, Mr. Boulevard. He's not taking any of this seriously. Mr. Boulevard, just what is in this for you? Nothing. What's the catch? The members of your club have to pay some enormous sum of money or sign over all their worldly possessions to you before they can go for a ride in your magic tunnel? My only intention is to help people to a chance for a better life. I don't ask for anything in return. Well, what would you do if I decided not to go? Nothing. But I know your secret. (laughs) It's no secret, Alan. It's true we don't seek publicity, but the reasons for that should be obvious. Naturally, people would think we were crackpots. And if I say no, Well, that's up to you. You mean I could leave? All I would ask is that you be discreet about what you've learned this evening. Well, okay then. Uh, I think I think I'll just go home. All right. Uh, but what's going to happen to Miss Larkin? I'm going down. Alone. Doesn't it bother you that all those other people have just vanished down there? No. Mr. Boulevard, you're not going to let her go down there by herself, are you? Oh, no. well, I'd feel much better about it if she were accompanied, of course. But you won't stop her. No? What's the matter, Alan? You having second thoughts? I don't think it's right she should go down there alone. I can take care of myself. No, Joan. Alan's right. But he doesn't believe. Well, perhaps not yet. But his concern for your safety shows a charitable nature, of which I'm sure the Hollow Earth people will approve. Besides, unless I'm very much mistaken, I think I detect just a glimmer of curiosity in him. And curiosity is the beginning of belief. you doing? I'm all right. This is something, isn't it? I've lived here all my life and never, never knew about these caves. I bet we're passing under my house at this very minute. Be quiet. The less they hear of your inane chit-chat, the better. You think they're listening to us too, huh? I wish you hadn't decided to come. I feel very unsafe with you. I'm as curious as the next guy. I've always liked Mr. Bolivar, and I think his theory is, um... Need. Oh, please don't talk like that. They're not going to let anyone ever who just thinks it's all a big joke. Well, now, you're not one of those people who's determined to be unhappy no matter what happens, are you? Shh. Because, you know, you're not bad looking, you know. How do you ever get some boy to leave you in the lurch? How oh, do you know that's what happens? I don't. Joan, stop. Stop and listen to me. My mother's seen a lot of people come into Mr. Bolivar's house. And she's never seen anyone leave it. Mr. Bolivar drives their cars away and comes home on foot. Your precious mother. Joan, I'm being serious. You don't really think those people didn't return because they found some underground Eldorado, do you? Why not? Well, a hundred things could have happened to them. They could have fallen off a ledge or gotten lost or starved to death. Or maybe they just walked right out the other end somewhere into a cornfield and were so embarrassed they just went home. This is still, oh, a big joke to you, isn't it? I'll get serious when you do. I am. I don't believe it. No one could get hurt so badly that they'd have to buy this crazy story supported by nothing but a fake diary. And I think we've let this whole thing go on long enough. Now let's just turn around and go back to reality. You have no right to give me orders can do whatever you want to, Alan. But I am going on. Chompy Depew once declared that it hurt more to have a tooth pulled than a belief destroyed because there is no such thing as Novocaine for the mind. Clearly, Joan Larkin is determined not to have Alan Pearson play dentist to her beliefs that the answer to the ills of the world is to escape to some legendary underground kingdom. On the other hand, I may have used the word legendary with ill-advised haste. For as fantastic as the Hollow Earth Club may seem, can we be certain that their journey will come to naught? I'll return with our concluding act in a few moments. Hello. Curiosity killed the cat, and it's probably been responsible for a lot of other misdemeanors as well. As for the two people whose separate stories have brought them together under the bizarre circumstances we have been following, only one is motivated by curiosity. The other is driven by a desire to escape, and we can only speculate as to how deep that desire must be. Curiosity and desperation ideal traveling companions, I should say. Especially when the journey is as unusual and possibly dangerous as the one they are on. Joan, Joan, stop for a minute. Uh, what, what's the matter now? Now, don't you think we've gone far enough? We haven't found the Hollow Earth civilization yet. I mean, haven't we carried this whole crazy adventure far enough? Alan, I mean, you can turn around any time you want to. I told you. I'm not going to leave you down here alone. Go ahead. It wouldn't be the first time. Oh, what does that mean? I've been left alone before. At least down here, nothing can hurt me. No, I wouldn't be real sure about that. Are you getting scared? Frankly, yes. I don't have the same stake in this venture that you do. Oh, that's right. For you, it's just a lark. Have you thought this whole thing out? I mean, just how do you think you're going to make contact with this so-called civilization? They? know we're coming. When we've gone far enough to satisfy them that our intentions are serious, they'll make themselves known to us and take us the rest of the way. How do you suppose these crystal cities function, huh? I don't know. And what do they eat? Plants can't grow without sunlight. Life can't exist in total darkness. Please stop talking like this. If you sneer at them, they may not let us in. Suppose I don't stop. What do you mean? Suppose I don't stop sneering. Hey, you hollow earth people, here we come, ready or not. Stop it. They'll hear you. <laughs> well, that's the idea. I mean, what if I get them really riled up? Will you turn around and come back then? No. You have no right to do this. Oh, well, they may decide to get nasty on. Joe, sure, wait a minute. I'm going on. Joe, sure. oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait up. Oh! Jim, hey, you all right? right oh. Oh, 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 has got me too. this? There's something here. What is it, anyway? Shine your light over. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's a body. Stay back. Uh, let, let me see if I. Is he? Yes. He's dead. Oh. Are you all right? Shine the light on his face. Uh, Joan... Please. Oh, it's Mr. Franklin. You know him? I met him at one of our meetings. He it's... was a member of the Hollow Earth Club? Yes. I wonder what happened. Oh, he must have slipped and struck his head. Yeah, look, we've got to get back up and report this. No. No, I'm going on, Now, Joan... I've come this far. I can't turn back now. He needs to be given a decent burial. He is buried. And as for decent, this is as decent a burial as he would ever get. He was all alone in the world, too. I'm I'm going on. Joan. I want to get away from you. Okay, you win. I'm not going any further. That's fine with me. I'm sorry I laughed at you. Oh, skip it. Goodbye, Joan. Joan, Joan, what's the matter? Oh no! What? The others. All the others. They're here. Look at that. There must be two dozen bodies. Are they all members of the club? (laughs) Yes. Now, Joan, look. Oh. I, I don't want to become a nag. Then I, I think we'd better turn back. No. no. Now, now listen, it's ridiculous to continue. Look at this, they're all dead. Yes. I, I know you're right. What's that noise? Oh. Shh, shh. I hear something. i coming. Yes. But from which direction? It's hard to tell. Turn off your light. I didn't expect to catch up with you so quickly. Why are you coming down now? I thought you were going to wait until the last of our members came. I was, but I'm afraid I had no choice. I just had a visit from the police. The police? What did they want? I didn't wait around to find out. Why not, Mr. Boulevard? Well, I'm sorry for those members who will not be able to make the journey with us, but my top priority must be to protect the people of Hollow Earth from the authorities. The government must not be allowed to interfere. Mr. Boulevard... We were just about to turn around. You mean go back to surface Earth? Yes. Why? Look. Shine your light on the passageway in front of us. Oh. What's happened? We don't know. But they're all dead. But... but these are... These are all of us? Oh, the fools. I told them over and over that... The purity of intent was absolutely necessary. Oh, you don't think that clearly the people of Hollow Earth did not want them to go any further. You think they were killed by your super-civilized underground people? Even civilized people have the right to defend themselves. Well, Alan, if you had any lingering doubts about the existence of the world into which we are descending, this should certainly dispel them. Is Joan all right? Yes, I, I think so. Good. Then let's push on. Push on! You intend to keep going? Of course. I'm sorry, Mr. Boulevard, but Joan and I have changed our minds. You have? Joan, is that true? Uh, yes. Someone has to be notified about these bodies. I see. Well, this does present a problem. Why? As I said, my first priority must be to protect the people of Hollow Earth from government intrusion. What would my chances be of gaining admittance to their world if I let you go back to surface earth and you told the authorities about this secret entrance? I'm afraid we'll have to, Mr. Bolivar, because of all these bodies. I'm afraid you won't. Oh, and he's got a gun. That's right. Um, if you two would just walk along in front of me, we will proceed. Do you suppose the people of Hollow Earth... Are going to want someone in their midst who carries a pistol. They'll understand that it was in their best interest, Alan. Tell me, Mr. Bolivar, what are you going to do when we come to the bottom of this cave and there's still no sign of a crystal city? Mr. Bolivar? Alan, look behind us. He isn't there. What? Mr. Bolivar? What happened to him? Where did he go? He must have slipped and fallen over this ledge and into that chasm. He's gone for good then. Look! Our lights don't even reach the bottom. Alan, let's get out of here. Yeah, give me your hand. Uh, Well, the police must have left. we better call them back right away. Wait, wait. Before you do, Alan, I want to go. Why? I don't want to talk to the police. I don't want to have to give them a statement. Joan, you're not in some kind of trouble, are you, with the law? No, it's not that. I just don't want to talk about why I was here. Well, where are you going? Home. You know, Joan, if you wanted to stick around here for a while, I, I, you know, I mean... No, thank you, Alan, but I think I'd better go. Or maybe I could come and visit you sometime. It's a long drive. Oh, I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't? No. Well, <laughs> I'd like that. The Pitsky, Ohio, right? Yes, uh, I'll give you a 15-minute head start before i call the police. Thank you, Helen. Mother, I'm home. Thank goodness. Oh, Helen, I've been so worried. Where did you go? I called the police, but when they went to Mr. Bolivar's house, they said no one was there. Oh, so it was you who called them. Are you all right? Oh, no. At you. You're you all covered with dirt. What happened? I'll explain in a minute, Mom. I have to call the police. Why? Alan, where's Mr. Bolivar? He's dead. Dead? Alan, you didn't. No, no, no. You... you said you wanted to know what was going on. But I don't think you're going to believe it. Mr. Bolivar was president of something called the Hollow Earth Club. How? What in heaven's name is that? That well, it was a group of people who believed the Earth is hollow and that an advanced civilization lived down there. How ridiculous. Oh, I always suspected Mr. Bolivar was pixelated. The reason you never saw anyone leave the house is because they're all going down through a tunnel into a cave system to try to find this place. Really? And that's where you were when the police came by? Yeah. Well, did you find it? Oh, Mother, of course not. What we found were the dead bodies of all the club members. Oh, how did they die? I don't know. Mr. Bolivar tried to force us to continue at gunpoint, but then he slipped and... And what? 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 Why didn't we hear anything? Alan! I was going to say he fell into a chasm. But we should have heard something. We? We? Hey, who is this? We. There was a girl there, too. Oh, was she pretty? Mother, something's wrong. Was oh, she pretty? And those dead people, those dead people, how did they die? There weren't any marks on them. Alan, what are you talking about? Alan, where are you going? I thought you were going to call the police. Not yet. Yeah, hey, I, I just want to check some things out first. Uh, don't leave me alone. I, I'll come with you. Uh, should just go into Mr. Bolivar's house like this. There's no need to lower your voice, Mother. Mr. Bolivar's dead, remember? Now, how can you be sure? You said you didn't hear anything. You come through here. What are you going to do? I want to go back down in that cave and have a closer look at those bodies. Now, help me move back this rug. Oh uh, no. why don't you just let the police take care of this? I want to see for myself. There we are. What? There's a trap door. It leads to the tunnel that takes you into the cave. Now, Mr. Bolivar said it took him three years to dig it. came up through that tunnel ten minutes ago. How could anyone have filled it in so quickly? Don't look at me, Alan. I've been at home all night. Mother, what if Mr. Bolivar is right? I do not believe today everything I believed yesterday. And I wonder, will I believe tomorrow Everything I believed today, so pondered Mark Twain, and so might the rest of us in the sobering afterglow of our story. For even today, it is true that what exists at the center of our planet is as much a mystery as what exists in galaxies millions of light years away. There is one other loose end to our story, but that I can tie up for you when I return shortly. i Mary Tyler Moore, and I want to tell you about a very special place, a place which can help you cope in this ever-changing world of ours. It's the library. At the library, you'll find all the information you need to keep up with current issues, career opportunities, economic changes, and all the new technology. The library even has programs for every age group. Check out the library. That's where you'll find a lot of success stories. A public service message from the American Library Association and this station. is a slim one. There is tremendous heat and pressure exerted on the Earth's core. There is radioactivity. And there are all kinds of practical questions. On the other hand, the Earth's diameter is nearly 8,000 miles. That's a lot of territory. As far as from New York to Siberia. A lot could be going on down there. The cast included Christopher Tabori, John Beale, and Joan Shea. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. You are going to look for the town of Helm. Who told you? You told me. When did I tell you? Last night. When you were asleep. Oh. uh, Well, you don't want to believe what I say while I'm asleep? Why not? I can't believe what you say while you're awake. Now, Sura Rifka. Uh, What did he tell you about Helm, the Baron? He told me to find it. Oh, well, you'll find it. <laughs> you won't have any trouble at all. You know why? Because you're a fool. Sura Rifka. And Helm? Do you know what Helm is? Helm is the town of fools. Well, well, what are you saying? Everyone knows it. That's why the Baron has chosen you. Oh, no. no. Yes, Mandela Right? Sent to find light. I won't go. You must go. But the Baron thinks I'm a fool. Why shouldn't he think so? You are a fool. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our Mystery Theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.